Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography and the photo education and coaching site, Tea with Janae. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. So I'm so excited for this week's brand new episode because we're chatting with Kara Maureen all about the invisible burdens of wedding vendors. Kara shares with us the invisible forces that play throughout the wedding planning process and can reveal themselves on a wedding day. Not only does it affect the couples and their families, but it can also affect wedding vendors too. Kara shares her advice on how we can set good boundaries with clients and practice energy management to avoid burnout. A little bit about Kara is that she helps brides gracefully navigate wedding drama so they can have stronger relationships with those that matter most. She has a master's degree in social work and a life coaching certification from Martha Bleck, Inc., who happens to be Oprah Winfrey's life coach too. Also, a little housekeeping before we get started. Tea with Janae has a brand new account on Instagram. I would love for you to come on over and follow us at Tea with Janae. There's a link in the show notes so when you can swipe on up and give us a follow. Also, if you love today's episode, we would love your kind words and support if you leave us a five-star glowing review on Apple Podcasts. It's super easy, takes a few minutes, and makes a big impact on the show. All right, you guys, let's get excited. Let's grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so excited you guys are here. I have a wonderful guest today on the line. Kara, can you say hi to everybody? Hi, guys. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you join us today. So um, before we get started, let's tell everybody a little bit about you, your company, and how you started your business. Sure. So my name is Kara and my business is called Kara Maureen. And essentially what I do is life coaching for brides. And I, um, I have been, you know, trained as a life coach for 10 years. I started out in the social work world, didn't really find my passion, um, worked for nonprofits, but on the side, I was coaching women who were struggling in the dating world. And then after I got married in 2015, I was like, Oh my God getting married is so intense, even for me. And I felt like I was pretty like self-aware and I had done so much personal development. I was like, how are we not supporting women better at this really intense life transition? Mm -hmm. And so then a couple of years ago, I started um, really shifting my focus and sort of breaking into the wedding industry to sort of, because I've always loved the wedding industry. I started in the catering world when I was a teenager and I've just always been one of those like wedding obsessed girls. Um, and so it's kind of fun to finally be able to bring my expertise into the industry in this way that I didn't see coming, but it's yeah. been really fun. Well, that's amazing. So how do the, how do brides find you? Like where, where do they find you in their journey? Um, a lot of times through the wedding planner. 
Okay. Um, sometimes through photographers too, but um, because the photographer has usually such a personal sort of intimate relationship um, sometimes with their clients going through, especially around the um, engagement photo time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a lot of times through planners because planners really get that up close and personal um, you know, view of what the client's really going through. And sometimes planners take on a lot of the emotional or relationship stuff. And that's where they're like, oh, once they find out that I exist, some of them are like, oh my gosh, putting me in their packages or just making referrals. Right. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. No, it's, I'm so excited to have you here because I feel like this topic, we're going to be talking about, you know, the invisible burden of wedding vendors because we get a lot of the brunt of things. Mm-hmm. And as a photographer and people who are listening, photographers and especially wedding planners, it's like sometimes we can be a punching bag and not... Mm-hmm you know, understand why or, you know, how to deal with it. So I'm really, I'm pumped that you're here. So, you know, let's, let's enlighten, you know, enlighten everyone is listening. Like what are the invisible burdens of wedding vendors? Yeah. So I feel like so many people come into this industry because they are an artist and because they are romantic at heart. They love, love, they want to be a part of this beautiful celebratory day. And they don't sort of realize that dark side because most of the brides themselves, brides and grooms, but I focus specifically on brides. Um, And we could talk about the whole host of reasons for that. But um, I think that wedding vendors sort of get trapped in this um, sort of energetic, like vortex of like intense drama. And like you were talking about becoming like a punching bag almost for their clients when that's like completely not what they signed up for or expected or frankly are equipped to deal with. Mm -hmm. And I think um, on the client side, they're going through so much, they don't realize all the weird projecting they're doing, misplaced emotions, like taking things out on their innocent vendors who are just trying to provide like the most beautiful day and wonderful services. But like the bride is just going through so much or her mother or her bridesmaid, best friend, whatever, that inner circle is going through so much change. They don't know how to process it. It ends up spilling out onto the vendors. So so how do these invisible burdens affect us as business owners? Yeah. So like I was saying, I feel like, you know, because so many vendors, like a florist, a photographer, um, you know, a, a caterer, like so many of them are so artistic, usually means they're also really sensitive, right? Like those two things usually go hand in hand. You're usually really sort of driven by that emotion. Um, and so interacting with like, a lot of people's energy and drama and crazy dynamics is really taxing. And I feel like sometimes you can go home from a job and it's like, not only is it like the being on your feet and running around and staying so alert, but it's like the absorbing of all of these like extra, um, you know, like you're saying all these negative or confusing or chaotic emotions that like adds that just extra heaviness that I think can lead to just more exhaustion and confusion and frustration with this job um, when you don't know how to like really amp up your own and control your own energy and keep other people's energy at bay. Yeah, exactly. And it's hard to understand that sometimes it's not even directed at you. It's just a projection so you need to you need to learn how to identify that and see how you can you know shift it out of your head and not let it affect you and especially you know you know bridezilla is a term for a reason right. <laughs> like it didn't just pop out of nowhere like it it was a reason because you know people were just having these you know crazy brides with demands and not knowing how to like set those expectations and 
you know, I think is all about process too. So, mm-hmm. you know, how can we identify an invisible burden if we don't know that we have them? So, yeah, I think, I think for so much of it, it's just knowing that who you're dealing with is someone who's going through this really intense time. I think everybody forgets and thinks that your wedding day is just the culmination of like all the perfection in your life, but there's the shadow side too. There's like this intense change dynamic happening that has so much unprocessed feelings. Like you don't get to have the joy of the wedding day without some inherent pain baked into that day. Like the parents are often going through like a huge grieving Um best friends and um, of the bride and the groom are often having like a lot of fear around where will they fit in their friend's life after they get married. Or there's the bridesmaid who's always feeling left out and she'll be single forever. And so like you're just picking up on all of these things. And so I think you'll know whether you've, you're having sort of, I think every wedding vendor has has this extra burden. You're not just photo, like a family photo portrait session, right? It's probably going to feel a little different than a wedding day. Like I know so many photographers, one of my neighbors is a great wedding photographer. And she's just like, I don't do weddings anymore because I cannot do, I can't do the drama. I can't do the, like the buildup and then the day and you come home and you just feel so heavy and like so much. And then there's the editing, which is fine. And then there's the reaction to the pictures then comes in like, is it your pictures or is it someone's body issue? It, like, you know what I mean? It, or, and it's that it's like the bridal blues when they fall off the cliff after the wedding, when there's no way that the day could ever be what they dreamed it would be, or they imagined it would be, or what it seemed like on Instagram or what someone else's day was. And then there's again, another like letting go and grieving and coming down. And like, again, the photographer can get caught all up in that vortex when really they did a beautiful job, provided a wonderful service. But if you get hooked into whatever your bride or the bride's mom or whoever it is, that's kind of that um, person really going through it, it can just, it can drag you down and it can make you doubt your own skill. It can make you doubt your place in the industry. It can just, it can lead to burnout. It just sucks. And it's, and it's hard. Yeah. No, I think so many things you're saying are like resonating with um, past clients, I have to say, you know, with over the last, I think from my evolution from beginning my photography business to where I am now, like I experienced that less and less. I think the caliber of client is just different. But I also think, you know, knowing that it's not you, it's them. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, if you're providing a good service, if you are doing what you say you're going to do mm-hmm. and being reliable, that, you know, if someone comes back and they're upset with the images, or your service of the day, it's like, well, let's break it down a little bit. And like, is it your arm that you don't like, or right. you're unhappy with your face? Like, did you not like your makeup mm-hmm. from your makeup artist? Like, what really is it? Because I find that when you dig further, especially if someone's unhappy with photos, particularly, it's more like, well, I didn't really like my dress after all. Yeah. You know, like it was too low cut or, um, you know, the makeup artist put too much eyeliner on me. My eyes look weird. You know, you can kind of start to to realize that one, it's not you, it's them. And two, mm-hmm. you know, off, you know, can make them feel better about it in, in some sort of way. Exactly. And I think that's the thing. It's like when you are that vendor, it's like you've got to stay completely in your um, integrity of like, and like you said, the reason that I think it gets better 
the longer you're in is because your confidence builds. You do start to quickly see, you go from being like, oh, I know I'm good because somebody likes my photos to being like, oh, no, no, I am the best judge. I own my process, my product, my outcome. And then you start attracting people who, like you said, will automatically be happy with it because they're in a different place. But when you're in that like pleasing energy, Mm -hmm. that's when you get locked into those like weird energetic patterns. And, and then it's just, it's not going to, it's just never going to be good when you're in that. You, of course, we want to serve our clients and make them happy. Even as a coach that happens to me, like I want them happy. I want them happy with me. That's just like the nature of a lot of people who are in a service related industry. But like on that energetic level, I got to own, like, I know my, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm offering and then leave it up to them to understand and feel it in their own time. Like I know with my wedding pictures, when I got them back, I'm like, I don't, I couldn't even, it's like, I wanted to open them, but then I'm also like, every time I see a picture of myself, the first time I hate it. Right. Like it's just what my eyes do. It's what my brain does. And so it's like, just knowing that I'm like, before you fire off some email about your terrible photos, give yourself a beat, look at them Mm -hmm. again. And then you fall in love with them. Right. Like it's this weird. Yeah journey. No, I, I have the same thing too. And I'm a photographer when I have my photos taken, actually I just had, we just had our family photos taken by one of my really good friends. Mm-hmm. And I know that when I see myself in photos the first time I'm like, yeah, I pick myself apart, but mm-hmm. I, because I know this about myself, I always let it sink in. Right? right. I'll look at it the first day. I'm like, okay, yeah, I like some of them. And then I go back a few days later. I'm like, oh no, I really like them. Or this is so nice. And I think that's just awareness, you know, awareness of yourself. And I've had brides, you know, been very happy or say a thing or two. And I'm like, you know what? We are our own worst critics and we don't see ourselves the way other people see us. So, you know, look at them in a few days, go back in a month, you know, and look at them with kinder eyes, you know, be kinder to yourself. And I think that's also a good message, you know, like be kind to yourself. Exactly. And I think like you're saying, one of the best things that a photographer can do is tell a bride, like warn her, be like, look, the photos are like an intense part and it's, it's, it's an intense experience to give them and teach them how digest them, take a once over and hold your thoughts and then go back. Like you're saying, and you'll fall in love with the images and yourself again, because it's this whole, the problem is what we've done as a culture and the whole like wedding industrial complex. It's like just the buildup to this day. And it's such an identity thing because uh, your identity is changing when you become a married woman, especially your name changes for a lot of people. Like all of a sudden the questions that people ask you are going to change. Your focus is going to change for a lot of people. Their career changes. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden there's all these things about like motherhood, which is obviously a huge identity shift. So there's a lot happening on that internal level. And it's like, there's so much around the dress, right? We have shows about like the dress and buying the most expensive dress and the most important dress. And like, so you, in your mind, you're always like, I have to be my bo- most beautiful self on this one day. Right. I mean, talk about pressure. Like it's insane. It just doesn't, no one can win, right? Like it's one of those perfect ways of our culture just setting us up to fail. And it's just like, if we can look at it differently, like, I mean, your wedding is such a complex moment in time. And it's like, can we keep, can we hold both things at the same time? Right. Can we hold that like, oh, I don't look like in the magazines, 
but I look like me. I look like fun. I look like real. You know what I mean? And all that stuff, like you said, it takes practice because it's like reprogramming our brain because our brain's going right from Instagram to my photos and screw you. I paid you a lot and I didn't get it. You know, and it's like, hold on. Yeah. I think it's also about setting expectations. I know for myself, when I speak to clients and I'm like, look, I I don't do editorial type of photos. I do natural type of photos. So it's not, we're not going to be retouching you to, you're like, you can't even see yourself. Like you're going to look like yourself, but the happiest and the best on your wedding day. And that really, you know, I think takes the pressure off people. It's like, oh, I don't have to be a size two. It's like, no, I'm not a size two. Like I don't expect, you know what I (laughs) mean? It's like, no, this is real life. (laughs) Exactly. I think that's, I think that is, it's the key. It's like, and that's what I think as a wedding vendor, like there is this extra, you've got this extra sort of emotional projection coming at you. But if you know that and you can expect that and you can head it off, then you get back into the magic of being like, I mean, being a wedding vendor is like spectacular because you get to be a part of like this intense, beautiful, life-changing day for people. So it's like, as long as you can sort of know when to head off that shadow side, then you can get back in the magic and like be able to really enjoy. I mean, being at weddings is such a beautiful, wonderful gift. Yeah, totally. I, I agree. So now that we know what they are, these invisible boundaries, you know, how can we set up our own boundaries to protect our mental mental health and our businesses. Yeah. So I think this is really where it is um, a mental game. I think it's so important. Like we don't realize so much of sort of the feeling of exhaustion is what we're creating in our, our mind, right? Like we're wearing ourselves down with like a lot of our thoughts. And so I think the most important thing is choosing your thoughts with intention. So rather than being like, oh, shit, I signed a bridezilla. This is going to be terrible. It's been terrible the whole time. Like, and dreading it. Like you're already, do you feel like it already feels tiring going in? Like you're already worn down. And instead it's like, can you pick a better feeling thought to guide your day? So it's like, this bride is struggling. And God, I, I get that, right? Like I remember my wedding day or I can imagine what it feels like. It's like just picking a thought of like, this woman is unconscious or she's unaware or she's under a lot of pressure from her mom or she's unsure about her fiance, right? Like we all kind of can pick up on these like very interesting subplots that often are happening at weddings. And so if you just choose the thought instead of like, she's a brat or she's ungrateful or she's difficult, again, that's not saying it's not true, but there's another way to pick that thought that can guide you in your mind and how you want to show up for the day. That's going to just literally lighten you internally, which is going to lighten your body and keep the whole experience a lot lighter. So I think picking your thoughts with intention, you're deciding how do you want to view this and you can do it in so many different ways. And your brain's going to default to the laziest option, which is like, (laughs) this person sucks, right? Like that's what our brains do. Just like when you see the picture, you're like, that's ugly. Like, okay, hold on. It's like, can you get intentional and be like, hold on, there is always a space to find a softer, gentler thought about a person that's going to then drive us to have such a different experience with them. Yeah. I love so that. that's the one thing I would say that protects, it will protect sort of, it also protects you too on like, if you know, wow, she's struggling, that also puts you back in in your lane of realizing this is so not me. There is not one thing I can do to either make her happy or ruin her day. Cause it's, 
it's really not me. So that unhooks you from that like entanglement where you're judging yourself based on her every single reaction or the mother's every single, like you're just like, you know what, they're going to do their thing and I'm going to show up and stand really solidly in like who I am, what I'm doing and my service. The second thing I think that you're actually, I feel like you're so good at it um, and you already talked about it was creating your container with intention, creating your client experience, stepping into that leadership energy. The thing about brides for the most part is it's their first time. Mm -hmm. So they're like, like awkward teenagers or they're like bratty toddlers because they're like, well, I've heard about all this stuff and now I feel like I got to be demanding because that makes me seem like worthy, but like, I can't mess up and I only get one shot. So they're all over the place. And so when they get like, when they can step into your interactions, your emails, your, um, you know, get to know you um, sales call or whatever it is. It's like, if you're just leading the energy with like, Hey, here's how it's going to be with me. And here's what you can expect. Here's how we'll communicate. Here's how it will feel. And then, let them, you know, make that choice or not instead of that chasing energy. Again, it happens more when you're at the beginning of your business. Yeah. But even sometimes when people are reaching for that higher luxury client, they fall back into like approval seeking and sort of wanting to expand their boundaries. Like, well, if you text me like, you know, anytime night or day, I'll just be right there and think that like that over-serving is really going to help them or their brand when you know, we all know sort of that just is going to lead to really... Um, an unsustainable relationship that's going to leave you feeling burnt out because it's like feeding the beast. With a bride, there can be so much going on that like it's ne- it's never enough, you yeah. know. Yeah. And you don't want to get into as a vendor. It doesn't serve your business or yourself or your bride. So it's like if you can really set that up with the intention, expectations, communicate it ahead of time. That just puts everyone at ease, right? Yeah. No, I love that. I think that's such a good tip and so what people should be doing because you're like cutting off the head of the monster before it even shows up. Exactly. And and I feel like if you have the red flags prior, yeah. you should know that that's not your client. You know, exactly. like save, save yourself the time. Be like, I'll find, you know, I am a big believer in the universe and energy. And I'm like, the universe will bring you the right client for that date. You just have to walk away knowing that you'll be well taken care of. Like it's it's not worth it. (laughs) Exactly. It's completely not worth it. And I think that's the, like one of the great ways to signal to the universe is to really embody it and say it and put it out there. When you kind of leave it ambivalent, like, sure, I'll like, pick up your coffee and answer your calls at 2am and a lot of planners get into this and, and be your best friend and, and be your biggest ally and do all your dirty work. And and like, no, you're not showing the, you're not showing anybody who you want to be and how you want to show up in the world. And it can feel a little risky to do it, especially in the beginning. Um, But like you said, it, it'll change everything because you will attract the right people who respect boundaries, have their own boundaries and are just healthier, cleaner people who, again, even if they're stressed brides who are nervous and, and not sure what to do, they'll take your lead, Mm -hmm. right? You won't get the ones who have complete blinders on who are in a complete like spiral, you know, you'll get the ones who are like, gosh, I don't, I'm unsure. I'm a little insecure. I'm nervous, but like, I'll take your lead. So you show up with that leadership energy and someone will be like, oh, I'm so glad someone knows what to do. Exactly. So I want to ask you, like, are there any de-stressing tips or maybe energy practices that you can share with our listeners today? I always like to, you know, help our listeners with like tangible tips. So that would be be helpful. Of course. Um, Just again, 
one of the things I love, like from the book, The Four Agreements, is the idea of take nothing personally. So again, have that just in the back of your mind that like you're showing up, things are going to happen. You take nothing personally. Like you let things slide off of you. Um, and then one of the fun sort of little, again, so much is happening inside your mind, but you'll see how it really affects the energy outside of yourself. And one of the things I like to do when I'm interacting with a difficult person is the resting meditation. And it's, again, you don't have to close your eyes or even leave the room, but you're just in the room and you're looking at this person who's kind of flipping out or stressing out or whatever they're doing. And you just say in your mind, I rest for you. I rest for the part of you that is scared. I rest for the part of me that is worried about you. I rest for like everything you want this day to be. I rest for the joy that you don't understand you're about to experience. I rest for just the the bigness of this moment and how hard it is to step in. And just saying like, I rest, like rest for the good parts, rest for the bad, rest for her, rest for you, rest for the mom in the room who just has been thinking about this day your whole life, but she doesn't know what to make of it now. Like just that energy of resting Mm -hmm. in our culture is not something like we're all like, let's amp it up, pump up the volume. And I, (laughs) I love that energy too. But like when we just send out a signal of like, just rest, like bring that, like for me, so much of like my work and, and who I am in the world is trying to bring a little peace to it. So like, try to just like carve out just like a moment where we're bringing the energy like really down. And again, you can't tell someone like, get it together, have some peace. Like you can't do it. Like you have to do it inside. Right. So it's like, if you, especially the photographer, the photographer has such a huge part. And I didn't really realize it until I went through it. A huge part of the day. Like that's the photographer's often the only other person who's with you through it all. Mm -hmm. And is, I mean, in every intimate, like helping you with your dress, helping you in the bathroom, like seeing your, your fears right before you walk down or capturing like the most magical moments. Like it's so close and intense. And that's why I feel like the energy of your photographer is so important. I mean, the style of the image is so important, but they're going to be so much better if the energy really matches with you and your photographer. And so I think, again, because the photographer is putting out so much energy physically and emotionally, like resting for yourself and resting in, resting for your talent and resting for just all the magic that you create with your art. I just feel like that resting meditation is something that I always try to um teach people because it's been so powerful for me. Yeah. And then the other one that's like a quick and dirty is when things are getting out of, you feel you're, you know, you feel you're getting stressed. Maybe you've gotten barked at by like a weird vendor who like needs you. You know how sometimes the vendors are like, the DJ didn't show up. Can you do this? Can you like asking you to do things that are outside of your lane? And like, everything's getting like a lot. It's just putting your hand right on your heart it's like this physical thing you can do and it actually releases oxytocin. It changes your state. And it's like a physical reminder that you can be like, I've got control of, I've got control of me in this moment. Everything is fine. Everything's always been fine in this moment. It is. And you just feel your, the way your hand just goes over your heart in that one way. Um, I have found that like, 
can, again, just, just remind yourself that you've got your own back and that you're your greatest asset and that your energy is under your control. It doesn't have to be, you know, farmed out to every person around you who might need it. That mm-hmm. you, it can it can serve you first. Yeah, my goodness, I already feel so calm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh gosh, I can take a nap now. That's so like the 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 releasing. You know, I rest for you is really strong. I feel like very it's very powerful. I felt it like when you were talking. Right? I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna run. I, it always that. gets me. I don't know why. It like just sort of changes the emotional frequency. I think maybe because our culture, we don't think about rest too much. It's a little bit frowned upon, and we're very go and achieve and do it. And so when someone tells you like rest, you're like, really? Yeah. Thank you. Like, I'm going to go take a nap. Thank you. Right. (laughs) And it's just like doing it just on those internal ways for all the joy and all the sorrow and all the ups and all the downs. It's just like rest for it all. It's just, again, I don't really know. I can't make sense of it in my brain, but like you said, I feel it. So yeah. we go with it. If it feels good, we go yeah. with it. <laughs> totally. No, no, no. I think that that's such a great, like, I'm definitely going to use that um, when necessary. But yeah, it's great. Yeah. So before we end today's show, I want to talk about burnout. <laughs> I know we touched about that in the beginning, but, you know, burnout is real and like having high demand clients or the burden of working with clients who are demanding, you know, can weigh us down. And, you know, we've definitely talked about that today. But, you know, I want to know, you get to, you've given us some great tips about, you know, distressing and practices. Are there any tips about avoiding burnouts, you know, from our clients, from our business, and, and maybe even our personal life? Yeah, I think for me, burnout is, it's such a sort of big and nebulous topic, and there's a lot of different ways to come at it. I think when we're in that feeling of burnout, it's such a great thing to like pull back the lens, right? Like often we are in the weeds, especially as business owners and striving and keeping so many things going. And um, it can be really stressful if you also have a family. There's just always a lot of demands. And then, and then you just kind of wake up one day and you're like, I can't do it. I don't want to do it. I don't know why I'm doing it. And you get very you know, burnt out. People describe it. And I think in those times, it's such an important thing to just like get your lens all the way back, like go from the mouse view where you're just tackling one thing in front of you to like the eagle view where you're just looking at your whole life and trying to be like, is this the life I wanted to design? Like, is this what I want? And then if it is what you want, it's like just going back and in, in again, taking each trying to isolate the problem, right? Like it's the same with the pictures. It's like, oh, I hate my wedding pictures. It's like, oh, okay, hold on. Do we hate our wedding pictures? Oh no, we actually just didn't like our eyeliner, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, how can we be like, I'm burnt out? It's like, well, okay, you're probably tired. So rest. And then let's get really specific. And then it's fun. One of the um, like life coaching tools they teach you early on is like the idea of like bag it, barter it or better it? Is there something in your life, specifically in your business that you can just bag it? Like, are you still going to networking events when you're completely booked? Like, stop doing that. Bag Mm -hmm. it. Like, are you giving like weird client gifts or extra um, phone calls or that you just really don't need to? Streamline, take it down, bag it. Is there something you do that you don't want to do? 
can you barter it? Can you trade? Can you have someone help you with your editing? Can you outsource? Like whatever that part is. And then better it. It's like there are going to be parts of our job that we hate, but how do we make them the best? Right. So it's like if it's your commute, you got to get your, you got to find the best um, podcast out there. You got to like, get yourself the best sunglasses. It's like any little like creature comfort. It's amazing. And I think, you know, it, it's like from your tea or like anything that like really soothes that like animal part of you, Mm -hmm. give that to yourself when you have to do something hard, right? Like when you take your kid to get a shot at the doctor, they give them the lollipop. Like, like you have to sort of match something really joyful with something that's really hard or painful. And I think just keeping on revisiting your business and your life with those things and just making sure you remember that like you're in charge of it. I do think I love social media. I'm not a hater, but I do think sometimes we get confused because our brains are just computers, right? And if we keep on all this input input about, oh, this is what Susie Q does with her kids, or this is what Betty's wedding looked like and all this stuff, when ours isn't that, and we feel like we work so hard and then it doesn't look like that, that can lead to burnout, right? Like just that compare and despair, then you feel like I'm on a treadmill to nowhere. (laughs) And so it's like, hold on again, eagle view, get up. This is my life. This is the one I've got. What am I creating? And just really owning it, like taking full ownership and responsibility for your life. Like that is huge. So much burnout. They hear about it in the corporate world. It's like, it's because you're just always saying like, you don't have the control, right? Like it's my boss did this to me. There were too many, like all these things. But I think especially in entrepreneurial life, you've got to own and take responsibility for how you're crafting it because there's always another way. Yeah. My goodness. I love that. That was so great. The bag it, bar- barter and Yes. Bag, barter, better. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Three Bs. Yeah. Life changing. So amazing. Oh my gosh, for sure. And I think I 100% agree about when we, when you become an entrepreneur or a small business owner, you know, you have the power to make your life the way you want it. So, you know, obviously we all have to hustle in the beginning to get to a certain place, but I think Mm -hmm. once you get to that place where you're like, okay, let's take a step back. What do I like? What do I don't like? What can I have a VA do? Exactly. You, know, you can really make valuable changes to your business to improve your quality of life. I know for myself, and I've had a couple of shows about this, it's like, I have a VA. Yeah. You know, she helps me with T with Janae. Like if I didn't have her, I couldn't do this. Like I just yeah. one person and I can't do it all. So knowing your strengths and your weaknesses I think is really, really invaluable because you will just grow exponentially once you know what what you can do and what you can't and, and avoiding burnout whenever possible. I think as a wedding photographer, we all have a burnout by the end of the year. We're like, oh my God, I'm so tired. Mm-hmm. And then but then, you know, we usually have, you know, a couple months off to recharge and recoup and reassess you know what we liked from last season and what we're gonna change yes. moving forward. So you know, last year was different. We had a whole year off. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So, you know, a lot of, for, for me personally, like a lot of growth happened. So now it's fun to be, to be busy again and to be working and to be like, okay, this is going great. <laughs> so Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that like you're saying, it's like taking the time to reflect and choosing how you're thinking about it, right? Like in the beginning, are we hustling? Are we building a foundation? And the foundation bricks are the heaviest, but you only do them once. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, ah, 
And it's like, how do we think about it? Because I'm telling you, those thoughts change the experience, right? right? Like it just does. It changes how we act in the world. So that I think is the most important thing. It's like you you had to choose them on purpose because our brain, like I said, it defaults to lazy thoughts that do not help us. We've right. got to decide what to choose. Um, and it just makes a huge difference, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Well, this has been amazing. Kara, I'm so glad you came on the podcast. I don't know about anybody who's listening, but I feel very relaxed and very empowered. And I'm very excited to use these like new tips and techniques um, just, just when we need to. So thank you so much for being here. This has been amazing. Thank you. Such a pleasure. So let's tell everybody where they can find out more about you, your services, and say hello online. Yeah, I would love that. Um, most of the um, fun stuff happens on Instagram at Kara Gassabe. Um, So you have to link it in the show notes. It's a little hard to spell. K-A-R-A-G-H-A-S-S-A-B-E-H. And then my website is karamaureen.com. Awesome. Yes. And all this information will be in the show notes. You guys can just swipe on up right now, click on Kara's links and tell her you listened to today's show and share any aha moments or thoughts that you had. I'm sure she would love to hear from you. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. Kara, thank you so much for being here. We hope to have you back soon. Thank you. Well, that's it, you guys. I hope you liked today's episode. I want to give a big shout out and a huge thank you to Kara for being here today. It was such a pleasure talking to you. I felt so calm and relaxed after our talk, and I really have been using some of the helpful information and tips that you've been that you shared, um, even on my latest weddings. So thank you so much. If you guys want to find out more about Kara and her services, please swipe on up, click on the links, and let her know you listened to today's show. All right, you guys, I can't wait to share our next cup of tea together. Bye.